0: Hello, sacred soul. I am so grateful that you have decided to press play on this episode. You are in for such an incredible conversation. Before we get started, I do wanna encourage you to be fully present with this conversation and maybe have a notebook and a pen nearby so you can jot down some notes. It's my intention that you walk away with something that you can take action on. So if you have some notes or you do find that you're taking action on something really inspired by what we talk about in this episode, I also encourage you to stay after the episode is finished for some details about Sacred Success Live, which will be opening up at the end of this month. And we will be starting officially for a six-month container in September. So if you want the details, stay to the end of the episode and I will let you get into all of the juicy things we're going to talk about today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Energetics of Everything podcast. Today, I have a good friend of mine, a 4-6 sacral generator, Christina. Christina is an incredible friend, and we met in person for the first time, and I think that in this world of entrepreneurship and coaching and running a business, it's really uncommon for us to actually have people that we have met in person before we connected online. But Christine and I met through a friend that we both met on the internet <laughs> in a cafe in LA when I was there for a retreat. That's where you are located. We met in person and we just clicked. I just loved your energy. We had such an incredible conversation. I got to interview human design (laughs) and we nerded out over your chart in this cafe for, I'm pretty sure it felt like hours. (laughs) Lifetimes. Yeah, lifetimes. It was lifetimes and it was absolutely incredible. Then we've been connected online since we've worked together in some containers together and- Yeah, it's been amazing. I think that you're one of the most incredible friends that I've connected with on the internet. And then we actually met again in person when I (laughs) went to LA a couple of months ago and fell down the stairs at brunch together. We're so excited to see each other. But yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. That was a whole ramble, the whole story, but Welcome. Thank you, for
1: being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I just loved reliving our whole history, how yeah. romantic it is, like these star-crossed <laughs> lovers that just kept finding their way to each other. And how grateful I am that you, of all people, introduced me to human design. How lucky am I that of everybody <laughs> in the universe who could have brought that my way, it was you who has this incredible gift for picking up on all the details, really helping you embody it, putting the focus back on you now, <laughs> the spotlight on you. You have such a gift with actually helping people bring their design into their field and live it. And I am no
0: exception to that rule. It's been
1: incredible getting to have you,
0: you. be that in my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I think my first question is, what was your first impression of human design?
1: I specifically remember when you brought it up and I was like, oh, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. I'm not into like horoscopes and labels. And you were just like, all right, well, I could read your chart. And I was like, okay. And then I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, this is exactly me to a T that I actually felt like, how is it humanly possible that anybody else on the planet also has these things? Because it felt like specifically Christina, Athena, (laughs) LaCarrie. (laughs) <laughs> so I definitely had a 180 experience very quickly in that cafe. of like, nah, I'm not really into it. Holy shit. Oh my God. This is amazing.
0: Yes. I definitely have this gift of activating people and getting people very inspired by human design. And it's a lot of defined head centers sometimes. Mm. Oh, I'm just going to give you a question. You're just going to go with it. <laughs> I do not bring up, Chart readings a lot in person. That's something I don't do. I don't really do them in my business at this point either. And at that time, I wasn't doing them either. But I just had this nudge. I was like, I want to see your chart. I'm just (laughs) curious. I had like things in my head already. I'm like, I'm curious if she has a defined head center. She's absolutely a generator of some kind. She's got to be a sacral authority. And I'm just reading and picking up on these things from your energy. It was incredible because the way that you were expressing yourself was actually really aligned at the time. And so I wasn't seeing like negative sides of your chart. I was seeing like, wow, she could be a four line. She has this networking energy about her. And so I was just so inspired by your energy and I was really pulled in. then of course, like looking at your design with your unconscious five to 15 channel, that's like magnetism. And so it makes sense that, you know, your aura is kind of loud in a good way. It's right. And so I was really attracted to that. And I just wanted to explore that chart with you. So I'm Mm. really glad that we got to.
1: (laughs) Me too. And I remember feeling like so interested in it after that too. I started following other people who also did it and realizing this is a thing that people are talking about. I got Mm. a book on it and I mean, I of course only know specifically about my chart <laughs> right now. That's all I have the capacity for, but especially from working with you, like when we work together one-on-one, that was such a powerful experience for me because you just helped me actually decondition all of these loops and patterns and cycles that I'd been aware of in a lot of ways, but human design and your ability to actually make it translate and make it tangible was so helpful that I'd be able to see things. Remember when I was all, oh, I want to delete every post because I don't use these colors anymore. And we're like open throat center. And it's like, oh man, just all of this stuff that had been the quote unquote shadow side that you didn't see in the cafe was essentially what I brought to you in our container. Like help, help, I'm drowning in these things. And you just point them out that this is what that is. Instead of judging and making it wrong, I would just be like, ah, that's the lower frequency of this center, like the conditioning, which was so powerful. I'd love to talk to you about that because whenever anybody talks about human design, since I only know just a little bit, I always am curious to go immediately to their centers because that was something that helped me massively, like actually deconditioned through those. So I'd love to hear anything you want to say about that.
0: Ooh. Okay. Anything I want to say on centers, I guess I can kind of just explain how I see the centers interacting with each other and how the conditioning shows up and how we can kind of decondition. I'll just go into a whole thing, why not? Please do. (laughs) Thank you for the invitation. (laughs) Yes. How I see the centers is we have the definition and the definition is how you impact other people. It's the energy that you generate in your body. It's the energy that you move from one center to another center through the circuitry. So there's energy, there's electricity, there's movement there. All of those centers, there are these hubs of energy and there are these hubs of information where you impact other people by expressing that energy. When you're undefined energy, I see it as these are things that you don't have one consistent way of processing, but every time you interact with another person or anytime those themes are brought up in transit or in relationships, you have an opportunity to see through the situation how you can process that and you can learn the variety of different ways that you can process that specific thing. So with you, with your open ego center, you get to see how I value things. You get to see the things that are important to me, the things that are our core values of mine. You get to work with another coach and you get to see what they truly value. You can look at price points and see the value in low cost offers and really high ticket offers as well. And so you're going to base your concept of value and you're going to intentionally, you can intentionally choose to build what your concept of value is where it's defined. It's where you get there on your own. I like to describe your definition as your nature. That's just who you are. That's who you were born as. Those are the things that you would have figured out, even if no one taught them to you. Mm. Yeah. And then in the undefined energy, those are the things that you probably wish someone spent more time teaching you. (laughs) That resonates. (laughs) Like, I just wish someone would have Taught me how to figure this out because if I knew how to figure this out, everything would make sense, everything would be perfect. My life would be sunshine and rainbows. Yes, (laughs) that's what working with you did help me figure out how to use those centers. They're so useful, you can use all of it, your entire chart can be leveraged. So conditioning shows up in the undefined energy as the sense of lack. It's like, I wish that somebody taught me this. There can be some resentment. There can be some bitterness towards parental figures, towards masculine, feminine energy dynamics if you're making those associations. So it can be this resentment, this bitterness, and this shame of like, I'm not good enough. And sometimes we have a hyperactive expression. So it's like, if I can just figure this out, then everything else will make sense. So You're trying really, really hard to figure it out and to control something that's you don't have control over all of the time or you're trying to make it only look a certain way and you're actually there to be surprised in that area instead of making it look a certain way. In your definition, there is a tendency to feel like you're too much or like the way that you do things is your way, but it's maybe not the right way. There can be Almost this, we hide ourselves. We hide ourselves in our definition where it's like, oh, I don't really know if this is worth anything. I don't really know if this is valuable to other people. Like it works mm. for me, but I can't share it with the world. That doesn't really make sense. <laughs> like I'm not an expert on this. I've just figured it out for myself. Mm. The conditioning there is getting to know your process more, getting to nurture your process and sharing it with the world in a way that's healthy for you. The deconditioning process is... Letting go of the expectations that you're holding in your undefined centers for this has to look a certain way or the expectation that you'll completely figure out the ultimate way to handle that because there is no ultimate way in your undefined energy. That's where you're supposed to be surprised. So that's Mm. where you get to surrender. That's where you get to let go. That's where you get to push it back to the universe and say, I don't know, surprise me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> tell me something
0: I say that at restaurants
1: all the time they're like do you want this or this I'm like I don't know surprise me and they're like uh, you kind of yeah. have to pick I'm like you pick that's what I'm saying
0: exactly yeah you're like this is my next move my next move is that I'm saying you pick mm-hmm. mm-hmm. back menu. that's me responding and that's you using your definition you're like I'm responding mm-hmm. the words aren't there you choose doesn't matter to me
1: oh I love that can you talk a little bit specifically about? the open ego center, because I see this a lot in different containers where, and myself included, which is why I'm asking that it's like, as you said, there can be some lack around the undefined centers that it's like, oh, I don't have constant access to willpower or, oh man, I have an open ego, which means I think that I'm a piece of shit. So this is just what it is. And it's like, I know these centers help to magnify these energies. So how can we see the positive aspect of these where I know in this particular one, especially because the wounding around the open center is like, I'm not good enough. Then it's compounded. That's like, oh, on top of that, I have an open ego center. I don't have willpower and i have a low sense of self. How can we rework and reshape and reframe that center to see the benefits of it?
0: Ooh, I love this. The undefined centers, it's not that you don't have access to it. It's the, the way that you access it is going to be mirrored to your conditioning there is positive and negative conditioning for you with an undefined ego. You're here to learn how people use their ego center. And you're here to learn about willpower. You're here to learn about initiation. You're here to learn about control. You're here to learn about all of that stuff from other people and through witnessing other people and through being surprised by people being really selfish or people pushing themselves to exhaustion or people feeling low sense of self-worth or, seeing somebody and thinking like, wow, you really feel worthy of everything that you have. You're going to be surprised Mm. by the reactions that you get from all of those. Right now, your concept and the lens that you are looking through is going to be colored and filtered by every defined ego that you've experienced or that you've held conditioning on from. You don't have to hold on to conditioning from everybody, but you're going to hold on to it from parents. You're going to hold on to it from important memories So the core foundation of how you operate and the the sense of willpower that you are accessing at all times is built off of, you build it off of the conditioning that you have. So you can let go of those patterns, which is a lot of what we did. And we replaced them with the healthy ego patterns. (laughs) We're integrating and you're able to use things like my concepts of value and that I'm showing you the values that I have. And that allows you to kind of just see a perspective that in your own life, and you've mentioned this, you'll refer back to our conversations around that particular topic. You're mm. holding on to and you're carrying my ego center conditioning when you're Oh, doing I that. love that. Yeah. And That's cool. it's, yeah. It's really cool. It's how we impact other people. And deconditioning is essentially like clearing the windows of everything that you don't want there, the lenses that you don't want to be looking through and replacing them with others. And then also recognizing that in those areas, every single time it's probably going to feel like, I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I know that it could go this way. I know that it could go this way. Just what you're available for and what you're expecting is going to be based off of the conditioning that you're having. Oh
1: my God. I need a second because wow, that... (laughs) First of all, that's a great way of talking about the open centers and conditioning. I never thought of it that way. I thought very much it was just like, when I'm around people who have this, I pick up on things, but it's like, no, you're consciously and unconsciously adding energy into that open center. Okay. That's amazing. The second piece that's amazing is I have been deepening my relationship with expectations and standards as of like the past few days. So I love that you're saying this because- I have standards in so many areas of my life. I am the pickiest person. I will not eat fruit that touches another food group on a plate. I will only stay at certain hotels. I will not drive in some people's cars. It's an energy thing. Mm -hmm. But I realized lately that I haven't created those same standards for myself in money and business. And I just started being like, why, why not only be open and available for exactly what you want. And then if you don't get exactly what you want, you don't lose. You just keep going and playing. But that conditioning, sometimes it can feel scary to go all in on what you want and line up with that. Because there's a part of you that's like, I don't want to look dumb if it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I don't want to not protect myself, which is the ego, of course, with all of this stuff that's been keeping me from receiving this in the first place. So I love that you're tying that into energetic standards and capacity and what you're available for, because that is something that I've just been like, yeah, it's time. Mm
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the difference between the standards that you have set, you said, I will not eat fruit that has touched something else. I will not drive in certain people's cars. That's a you behavior but I'm not doing that. I will only stay at certain hotels. If I'm not staying at the certain hotels that I like, I'm not going on the trip. that feels like a standard and that actually is a standard because you are saying, I'm not going to respond to that. That's not a yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So a standard has something to do with how you're going to react. You're not putting the power on the situation to give you something. That's where you have to let go of the expectations because if it's in your undefined energy of I'll cave to that, Mm. that's in your ego center. I'll cave to that. I'll compromise to that. If I receive that, oh, well, that means this, it's not, I'm not available for that. But it's also, you're putting the expectation on receiving versus what you're going to do to create standards in your business. It's not about what you're receiving. It's about how you're showing up. What are your standards for showing up for your business?
1: Oh my God. My brain is melting. (laughs) I need somebody to clean it up. The way that you just described this just took me to a whole new dimension of connectedness. The responding to part, like you're responding no to that. Mm -hmm. I'm available for this. That is so beautiful because like I said, I've been realizing that I think that having dips in your income is a normal thing that can happen. And I know that when it's happening with me, it's not because it's a normal thing that can happen, but because I've been all over the place. It's like oh i have a 100k month a 60k day oh i don't really show up or do much or feel connected to my business oh it's a 30k month which is fine 30k month is still amazing but looking at that personal power that's like focus your energy what do you want to be available for you can make consistent six figure months why don't you align with that it's been so fun for me to notice these little energy leaks where i have just been like i say i want to stay at the four seasons but I'm also open to this motel. (laughs) It's like, no, no, don't be open to the motel. If you don't really want to stay at the motel, it's just been such a thing of personal power. That's been showing me like, again, it's normal in life for things to move and flow, but this was not that this was more of just like a saying, I'm wanting this thing. Mm -hmm. And then not being clear in my energy that I'm not available for this thing over here. You say you don't want these guys who treat you like shit, but they keep coming back to you, and you date them. You know, metaphorically. So I love how you just brought that together. That felt really, really solid. That was a very solid wrap up. I didn't have
0: mm. so any tangents. I was like, wow, okay, we're on a roll today.
1: Do you have this way of saying things that's like very you, specific to you? just so clean, so simple and so incredibly powerful that it feels like you stab me in the heart, but then I like pull out the knife and then the wound is healed. And I'm just (laughs) at a whole new level from this 30 second transmission that you just bring. That is the magic of knowing you being in your world, that everything you say is an activation on a cellular level. Thank you. I'm not even trying to be cool and professional. (laughs) It blows me away.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Again, we can use this as an example. I have a defined Throat Center. And you have this open throat center that beautifully amplifies my voice. You're asking really good questions and then you're allowing my voice to come through. You're able to pick out the things that are really important because you're open and you're receptive to a really high level conversation. I get to just speak at a level that sometimes I don't let myself speak at, which I'm just gonna let myself speak at more, obviously. please. (laughs) Daily
1: podcasts, we need them. Daily?
0: (laughs) Daily, every day might be a lot. We'll start with twice a week, maybe.
1: (laughs) I'd love to actually move into asking you a bit about your business. We've talked about this before. I think the way that you run things is so incredible to me because it is so intuitive and beyond all rules, defying all logic, where you just do it in the exact way that you desire to have capacity for and with so much ease that I think that a lot of people on the internet have this very forward-leaning energy like every day, all the time, live on camera here. And you're kind of like, no, (laughs) that's not my vibe. And it's wildly successful for your energy and your lifestyle. And I would love to hear about that because I guarantee that a lot of people who just are scrolling through on Instagram would just imagine that everybody's doing it the same way, but the way you're doing it, is truly like, I've never heard anybody making it so easy, so effortless and letting the power of your work and the energy of the universe, like work for you instead of you, you, you all of the time.
0: Yeah. So my business is probably the greatest tool I have for accountability with living in my design. And that's intentional. because my business has been built around what I'm good at, which means that it provides me with an opportunity to consistently get better at what I'm good at, to consistently fine tune the gifts that I have. It also encourages healthy stress for me in order to really show up for this work that I really care about. And I'm very passionate about, I have to be taking care of myself outside of business as well. There's a lot of play in my energy. 58 is my culture. And so The joy, my ability to get joy out of life and to get the most out of any situation. I have 46 and 25 are the only gates to find in my G center. So if I approach things consistently, the only access I have to identity is I can turn serious situations into a delightful situation. So I can bring this delightful, childish energy and I can go from constriction into acceptance. Those are just very specific things to my design that my business supports me in consistently. And so it's energetic maintenance for me. It's been years building it. (laughs) I had to learn how to trust people because for the first several years, I did everything on my own and I didn't want any help. Every time I was like, okay, I'll hire a graphic designer for just this program, for just this little thing. And I was disappointed with everything because I was assuming that they weren't going to do it as good as I could do it. Of course, that's what I was receiving because that's what I was available for. And so it took some trial and error around learning to trust other people. It's really about a wounded feminine and masculine energy here because that feminine in me sometimes wants to just like, I can't receive, I can't actually be partners. I have to like jump in and fix everything and make sure that I can still maintain some sort of independence. It's almost like a backup plan almost. It's like always planning for something bad to happen. And so as soon as I realized that I don't have to be doing everything on my own because I definitely burnt myself out. I'm sure. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. I realized that I'm going to be my best and I'm going to be able to provide a really incredible work. And my impact is the most important thing to me. The ability to serve people, my ability to create transformations is one of the primary things that gives me satisfaction. And with a sacral gate being my conscious son and both of my Pluto placements, <laughs> it's really important to me to be satisfied. That's like my life's work. When I'm in that satisfaction, of course I want to show up for me. Of course I want to be taking care of myself. Of course I want to be nurturing myself. And a lot of that nurturing means letting other people do the things that I'm not great at. Mm -hmm. Letting other people do the things that I can do, I'm good at, but I'm not great at. So that I can only show up for what I'm great at. And then the rest of my time, I can maintain my energy, which is, It's not just maintaining my energy, but it's living my life. It's exploring Mm. hobbies that I want. It is playing. It is like dancing in my garage. It is (laughs) random things, but it's just enjoying myself because that's a big part of my energy is that joy and that satisfaction. I'm a Manny Jen. I want to explore lots of different things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so
1: good. I love how you prioritize your joy and hobbies. I'm like, damn, I don't think I've had a hobby since ever. I really received that from you because you are somebody who's so connected to your life force energy, not just in your business, but like period. And that's so important to me too. I've been restructuring so many things to support that for me, that it's like the business gets to be a separate entity. I have a relationship with my business, but my business is not me because Mm -hmm. the way I had set it up before was like money only comes in when Christina shows up. Things only run when Christina has something live to teach. I think it's the ego expression. (laughs) Right, exactly. I started feeling like everything was working very powerfully and being very successful. I was driving a bus 500 miles an hour, but finally I was like, wait, I don't want to go where this bus is going. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm driving it. And it's just been so fun to see you have these infinite possibilities and things that you play with in your business and how you do things in your own way to really honor that. Because I- I'm definitely starting to play with that now, but it's like things has happened so fast and so powerfully and quickly for me that I didn't even have time to ask, what do I want my life to feel like? How do I want to spend my time? I feel like our businesses are meant to add to our juicy life. Our life isn't to create a juicy business and you're just like a beautiful embodiment of all of that. So yeah.
0: soaking it up from you. <laughs> I will reflect back just a little bit of the question of what do I want my life to feel like? You don't have to figure that out. You get to be surprised by that open mm. emotional center, be surprised by it. You don't have to figure out how you want to feel. Of course you can set parameters around what you're available for and you can look at other people and see what's available to you. I mean, you can look at the joy that I create, the hobbies that I have, and you can explore like, Oh, hobbies I'm going to try that that might be fun maybe I'll be surprised don't really enjoy it maybe I won't enjoy this particular hobby but maybe <laughs> I really will just allow yourself to be surprised with how you feel because that's your receptive energy that's where we don't want to put expectations so mm. yeah don't put expectations there that's where we're holding for surprise and then we create oh, I love that for how we show up in our definition
1: hmm Yes. 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 I love that so much. I love everything you're saying. I'm benefiting from this so deeply. (laughs)
0: Me too. (laughs) You're pulling out really beautiful content for me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. Something that I also wanted to bring to this was something I realized the other day of this lifelong pattern of And you brought this up when we worked together, maybe not specifically the pattern, but the tendency of this open emotional center to seek drama. So another thing with the standards that I realized is that I have secretly been addicted to this, like, oh, it's not working. It's not coming in. It's a slow month. Nobody cares. Nobody's buying. I'm not good enough because I realized it's almost like I have this idea that in order to be successful, I have to win, which means I looked up winning the definition, which means to be successful or victorious in a battle or conflict. So there had been this unconscious need for drama where it's like, Christina, you know how to pull six figures from the sky, whenever you want to, you don't need to create all these little resistance patterns just to feel a high that you get to be like, I won. I did it. I had a low month. And then I blinked and it was a hundred K month. Just Keep creating the 100K months. You don't have to do that anymore. I thought back to when we worked together and you saying that that open emotional center sometimes is looking for these emotional experiences and wanted to hear your thoughts on that because that rocked my world to be like, yes. oh my God, I actually like this shit. Oh no,
0: I'm done with this. <laughs> yes. Okay. So for anyone listening, I'm going to highly recommend the book Existential Kink. And I do not remember who it was written by, but that's the only personal development book that I have read. In the last year and a half, and I've read a lot of books, like almost 200 books since then. One of them has been personal development, and it has been existential kink. This particular book that tells the story of this woman who struggled with addiction and then went through a 12-step program. She created this process, and so essentially, it's she has this theory that we are addicted to negative emotions because physiologically, a negative emotion. And a high emotion, when we have an emotional scale, it's about intensity, not necessarily positive or negative. The same feelings of excitement and the same feelings of fear, like physiologically, that's the exact same. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified versus, oh my gosh, I'm really excited. Physiologically, the same thing. It's just mentally a different label. Mm. And so we will search for if our emotional centers are conditioned to really only have the awareness of lower patterns or has the familiarity with creating those lower emotional patterns, you're going to create an intensity because we are uncomfortable with silence and we are uncomfortable with stillness. If you're not feeling anything, I think there's probably this unconscious belief or fear really of what if I make hundred K months and I don't feel any. Mm. You want it to be a big deal. So you're creating a pattern where it's always a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a big deal
1: either when it happens. It doesn't feel like anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So you're saying maybe this money will make me feel really big. And so maybe I'll be able to turn this big fear of, oh my gosh, nothing has come in for the entire month. We have one day to create this into big excitement. You're creating that big emotional experience because the stillness is uncomfortable. Mm. And we label stillness as bad. We label stillness as I'm lazy. We label stillness as I'm bored. And really stillness is the freedom that we're trying to create. Or we say that we're trying to create, but we're afraid of it.
1: Yeah. I love that you're saying this because. When I first started working with my energy healer, like, I don't know, eight years ago, and I was telling him, my mind is so loud. I just want it to be quiet. I wanted it to break free. And he like tunes into the energy. He's like, actually, it sounds like you'd be lonely without these thoughts. And I was like, how dare you? I would not be lonely without these mean thoughts. They're so torturing me every single day. And then once I really started to intentionally create space between my thoughts, I was like, ah, it's weird in here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's like a safety blanket kind of thing. You're like, Oh, I always hold this blanket when sad things happen. And it comforts me to know all of the sadness has been and is in this blanket.
0: Yeah. We do that with our thoughts. That's emotional conditioning. That's the emotional pattern that you're familiar with. Mm. So you get someone like me who can model that my income has gone up and down over the last year and a half. Absolutely. We've had high months. We've had low months. Absolutely. But I'm not emotionally attached to it. What I'm available for is always paying everyone on my team every month. Mm. That's what I'm available for. I'm available for a certain percent profit every single month.
1: And um, yeah. like I'm
0: available for more. Obviously, I've had to get flexible sometimes with like, okay, what if it's per quarter, not necessarily per month? Like I have mm. a standard for that. And so if it dips one month a little bit below that profit percentage, that's fine. That's brilliant. The expenses are paid. And I know that I can get back up in a different window. I have my standards for what I'm available for and the actions that I can take. And I'm available to, I'm always going to be showing up for my business. And I trust that the actions that I'm led to do, the actions that I have the energy to do, and I'm inspired to do are exactly what's going to get me to receiving what I want to receive. So when I set the standard, my standard is I'm showing up for these things. These things are on my list. Like this is my list right now <laughs> of the emails that I want to write and the couple of social media posts that I want to do and the podcast conversations that I want to have. That's my part. And I'm going to do that part and I'm not going to worry about the sales. I'm not going to worry about setting a specific goal for the launch. I'm not going to worry about all of the things I have the support coaches in place. If I need them, I have an abundance of them who have offered to support in the container. So I know that I have the capacity for anything really big to happen and i'm just going to show up and do my part and be surprised with who i get to be because that's my identity so i don't know if i'm going to be somebody leading a really really big class this next couple of months or if it's going to be a beautiful intimate container but i know that it's going to be perfect And I know that every single month over the next year, I'm still going to be able to pay my team the way that I want. I'm still going to be led to the actions. They're going to bring in the money if necessary. The standard creates that sustainability because you're saying, this is what I'm going to show up in. And this is the energy that I'm going to show up in. I'm going to be surprised here, but also these are the actions that I'm available for. So this has to support this.
1: Mm. Oh my God. I could listen to you speak forever. (laughs) It's so good. You make everything so applicable and connected where it's not just like, I'm a 4-6 sacral generator and I've got these things. That doesn't mean anything unless you know how to truly align your energy to be fully online with that. I just adore you.
0: <laughs> Aww, thank you. I adore you too. So Is there anything there. else that you want to discuss today?
1: I love that we've tied all of this in with standards and capacity and what you're available for and working with the centers. And I'd like to top that off with your perspective on how to relate to this with money, because I know specifically in business, you have this really beautiful way of like, okay, I'm stretching it out for the quarters to have a standard for this here. How do you relate to money as your standard in business?
0: Yeah. I think that Having a standard for how much you make every single month works well for some people. But for me, it's really about shifting to the actions that I'm anticipating doing and the actions that I'm preparing to do. I have standards around a balance that I'm available for in my business account, in my savings Mm. accounts, in the different accounts. So I know how much money I want to have there. It's essentially based on months, but there's also just the amount that I'm constantly holding. I'm okay with certain months. I'm not spending very much. I'm okay with that. My needs are met. The things that I want are perfectly taken care of. We have our cushion. There don't happen to be any big expenses or big desires this month. That's fine. And then I trust that all of the expenses that I have are always covered. And so Mm -hmm. I have this range of like what I'm holding and I practice expanding what I'm holding, but I don't necessarily put time limits on what I'm receiving. That Mm, to me puts mm. me in constriction because for me in my G center, I get to receive being the person. I get to receive the identity, the love, the appreciation that I feel like is associated with that new experience. So I receive that and I receive inspiration through that head center. So if I'm going to receive something, the two gates in my G center that are defined, my shadows are going to be in the energy of I'm taking this too seriously. And in 25, it's I'm in constriction. If Mm. I don't want to be in those things, if I want to be in the energy of delight, if I want to be in the energy of surrender and acceptance, because those are the higher frequencies of those gates, if that's what I want to receive, so it's in an undefined center for me. So if that's what I want to receive, then I have to make sure that I'm expressing the gift frequency in my definition. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to take it seriously. I take it seriously, but I also delight in the work that I do. So I have standards for how much am I holding at any time? How much am I holding at any time? Can I grow that? We bought a house recently. There was been lots of expenses with that. So of course it's gone down from what it was before we bought the house. That makes sense. (laughs) And so I have standards of how soon I want it to be back up and I'm giving myself a lot of time. That's not like a, I need it done tomorrow. It's okay. I'm expanding and I'm growing. Mm, I love that.
1: The space to grow into it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. the space to grow into it. And I know that every single month, my actions and the expenses that I need are covered. Whether it happens to be that we go down a little bit, that's fine. Our accounts can go down a little bit, but it's still within my comfort range. Mm. I know that I'm expanding that comfort range overall, but it's okay if we go down a little bit and then come back up for a little bit and then continue to grow. Because sometimes we go down a little bit and then we go up really fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I know that I'm always going to stay within this range and dipping down within this range does not mean a bad thing. It means we're still within our comfort range and we received something because Mm. we need to be circulating money money needs to be circulated if we're afraid to spend it we're putting constriction around receiving it as well we're putting constriction around the exchange of it if you're afraid to spend money if you're afraid to invest if you're afraid to give yourself the things that you want that's where people will get tripped up is they're wanting to receive a certain thing and so they're changing their actions they're like oh I'm, I want to buy this thing. And the desire is to have enough money to buy the things. I need the money to come in first before I can buy this thing that I want. And so Mm -hmm. they deny themselves their desire, which is I desire to have this. And they don't realize that they can attune to both. Yeah. Yeah. The universe works on alignment, not time. (laughs) (laughs) Zing. That's such a good like
1: outline, but yeah, I love that. And that's so powerful too. I think that we look at money very much like We think that all the money we have access to is the money that we have in our bank account. And if I've learned anything from energetics, it's like, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) If you think that way, then you are going to hoard that and you are going to wait for something to happen before you spend it. But there's so much power when you go all in on yourself and trusting your desires and you're like just moving the money because money's meant to be moved. And then it's like, oh my God, it came back. So I love that. It's so fun.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about this, but you have to look at the relationship to money as a person. I have it as like money. It's a masculine energy for me. So I'm looking at that like a relationship. And so if my actions around money are anxious or avoidant or anything like that, I want to be paying attention to that. So with money, if you have an anxious attachment style in relationships, what's going to show up in money is you're going to be really excited when they get back, but afraid that they're going to leave. (laughs) And <laughs> then when they're leaving, like when you have to spend money, you're like, no, don't go. Please don't go. Please don't go. Please don't go. <laughs> I'm going to cry. If you think about that, like money, that's not the relationship that you want to have. A trusting, yeah. healthy relationship is like my husband goes off wherever he's going. He's an adult. Sometimes he lets me know where he's going. Sometimes I listen to him. Sometimes I don't listen to him. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't tell me. And then I text him. And then he's gone. I'm like, oh, cool. Because I couldn't find you. He can go live his life. And I don't have to be worried about... Is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? (laughs) But we also have the standard of he's home every night. And if Mm. he's not home for the night, I know where he is. He's on a trip or he's somewhere specific. So you have that foundation of trust of like, we're always going to show up for each other in these specific ways. And then if you need to go live your life, you can go do that. With money, if you need to spend some money, that's you living your life. You're allowed to live your life. (laughs) (laughs) You can send that money off. More money will come back to you. You have your standards for how much money you're available for.
1: Yeah. I just want to say one more thing on this, which is so funny. It's so true. There had been times in my life where no matter what I made, no matter what I spent, no matter how much debt I had, it's like my bank account was always the same. It's like, we are not going below this. This is the highest thing that we're available for. And I started just being like, wow, that really actually helped me break out of fear of spending as much as I like to, I really like to spend money because I was just like, well, if I'm always going to get what I'm available for, it doesn't matter. Same thing with business. I'm always going to get what I'm available to hold for clients, people in my programs and money. So that really helped me like stop focusing on the numbers, which can be really triggering and just expand my capacity. Like you were saying. So I love that so much. This conversation has been so great. I feel like I just got a boost for not even my day, like the next 16 years. (laughs)
0: Activated and initiated. <laughs> the
1: energetics of everything.
0: Everything. Absolutely everything. Well, thank you, Christina, so much for being on the podcast today. I didn't even feel like we were recording a podcast. I felt like we were talking. <laughs> that was the intention going into it. So it was absolutely yes. perfect. Thank you so much for your presence. And where on the internet can our listeners find you? We'll share links below, but yes. you.
1: Instagram is my jam. That's just my name, Christina Lecarry. Christina's with a K, L-I-C-A-R-E. Yeah,
0: that's where I hang out. out. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. We will be sending people your way. We'll use this as a moment to call you out for some accountability. When your podcast launches as well, we'll <laughs> obviously do another interview, yes. another conversation on yours. Yes. And they will be able to listen to it again.
1: I'm Our so excited. Awesome. I love talking with you. Yeah.
0: It is a gift. I love you so much. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Energetics of Everything. I hope that you are walking away inspired. I hope you have some notes. I hope you had some beautiful breakthrough moments from the content and the conversation that we had today. And if you are looking for a deeper level of support as you embody your design in your life and in your business, I invite you to join us for sacred success live sacred success live will be opening for enrollment on september 1st and we'll be closing enrollment on september 8th this will be a six-month program where you will learn everything that i know about human design you can get certified in my methods because you'll have access to this incredible 250 plus video library that i have created on the human design and gene key system this is the most in-depth program that I have seen available on human design specifically related to coaching. And on top of that, in the six months of support, you will get, I believe there's 60 calls, 60 calls or something ridiculous like that. I believe there's 60 calls that we're going to be hosting where you will learn chart reading skills. You will get to work through case studies. You will get to practice your skills. You will also get coaching and feedback and accountability on embodying your own design our goal is to not just teach you human design because learning your design and learning some fun facts about yourself is one thing but embodying it and living it and practicing it is something entirely different and so that is the main goal of this container is to support you in making aligned decisions aligned actions And trusting yourself to guide yourself through any level of uncertainty that you may experience in life or business, because business can be uncertain sometimes. And I want you to know how to access the intuitive wisdom that's inside of you because it's absolutely there. So, on that note, if you are thinking about joining this container, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you tune into your inner authority to make this decision. I don't want you in your head, I don't want you thinking too much about it, I really want you to let your body lead you into this container. The people who've entered into containers with me from this space of, I don't know exactly why I'm here, but I know that I'm here for a reason, are the people who are able to create absolutely profound results with the work that we do. If you're coming into the space thinking that it's going to solve a specific problem or make you feel worthy or give you something that is possibly in your non-self, I encourage you to tune into your authority a little bit deeper to see if this is truly aligned for you. We have a whole episode on this podcast on aligned decision-making, so please check that out as a resource and to support you as you make this decision. If you have additional questions, you can reach out to us through email, on Instagram, wherever you want to contact us, and we'll be happy to support you in making an aligned decision for yourself. And if this is following you, if this is calling you, I encourage you to follow that nudge and check it out. See what your inner authority says. And if it's an aligned decision, it's an aligned decision. And I will see you inside of Sacred Success Live.